Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining 10 Minute Tuesdays. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on. I'm excited for this one. I got my guy Rashid on here. Rashid, what's good, bro? I'm good, man. Happy to be here, you know? Awesome. Like, I've been waiting. You yeah. Know, I've been checking out all the other 10 minute Tuesdays. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for hopping on, I'm my guy. Week. I'll tell all my friends. I'm going to be on next week. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for hopping on, man. I really appreciate you. Uh, so, you know, the Sorry, drill, please. episode 12. Let's go ahead and hop into it. So, Rashid, go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, no problem, man. All right. I'm Rashid Manat. Uh, I'm now a former lead solution engineer at Tableau Software. I've been doing the Tableau thing for like six or seven years. Spent the majority of my career working at the banks, the big banks uh, in risk and compliance, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, TIAA. But the last 10 years have been mostly in analytics. So that's kind of my little story. Cool. cool. That's a big story, man. 10 years? What? That's crazy. I ain't yeah. even in it that long. Yeah. It, 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 it's uh, it, it's it's a lot better now than what it used to be. Back yeah. then, we didn't really, you know, we kind of kept it a secret because it's kind of like you felt bad for people who worked in data and analysts. Like, oh, you did with spreadsheets all day. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I all day. <laughs> so, like I said, you didn't celebrate it back then. Back then, it was like, you yeah, don't tell nobody. Yeah. Data spreadsheets all day. So, yeah. Awesome. It's a lot better now. You can yeah. kind of lift your head and be happy about it. Yeah, be happy. So <laughs> so understanding that, right, 10 years has been a you know big industry shift. It's a big priority. Um, but you had to start somewhere. So what, what compelled you to get into data to even begin with? Um, to your point, I was working at the banks. When I started at the banks, like I said, the majority of my career was in risk and compliance. I was actually, I had licenses. I had NASD licenses. I think it's FINRA now. Series 626, 63, I could sell mutual funds and annuities, and I could supervise people who sold mutual funds and annuities. I didn't like that. It wasn't me. You know, it was, it was a good job. It just, it just, it never fit. It was like just something kind of like to pay the bills and, you know, but the more I did it, the more I started to get into some of the other aspects of data and analytics slowly. So I didn't really get into data and analytics until I was actually on an investment monitoring team. I was on a team of associate investment monitoring. It's like internal affairs for the banks. You're, you're making sure that other employees aren't doing like insider trading or their families aren't doing that kind of stuff. And that was kind of like my introduction to data and analytics. And that was a much better fit for me, you know, not necessarily the insider trading thing, but just getting away from, like I said, the uh, the mutual funds and annuities and kind of the the stock side of the house. That's what started me down the path of data and analytics. And then I started to find my niche, you know, kind of over time, kind of like where it really, like once, it, once we got to data visualization and once I started to be able to, to work with Tableau, that was the game changer. That was the first time in my career where there were no handcuffs. Because up to that point, you were handcuffed. You were yeah. doing the best you could with what you had, which wasn't much. And it was kind of like, you know, and the first time I remember I built something in Tableau, I was talking to a portfolio manager. And I'm like, there's this new tool out. Um, we can do some, you know, some improvements to your reporting. But, you know, I kind of was just trying to get gauge him, like, you know, like a consultant, kind of like, well, what did, he was like, man, if you can make it better, do whatever you want. And I was yeah. like, do whatever I want? And he's like, yeah, do whatever you want. And I was like, oh, because that had never happened before. So that's to me was like the first time I was able to actually really test something out that was beyond what was already been done. Cause it's a lot of that in corporate America where yeah. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You'll see situations where the same report's been being used for 30 years, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's kind of like, that's a hard thing to break over time. So that was really kind of what made data and analytics kind of the light bulb go off. And then kind of like me really start to pursue it passionately, you know, kind of after that. Got you. Got you, man. That's um, like you said, re the redundancy and the rep repetition and stuff is definitely an in industry. Um, that's, yeah. that's there. So 
back back uh, bank background, been in it for a while, but I'm sure there's stuff that you did before that. So what's been your least favorite job to date? Oh, that's funny. Uh, I-, I watched one of the other ones, and me and Jonas are on the exact same page with this. It was a call center. Yeah. <laughs> the call center is one of those jobs that you do in life that you kind of have to, but at the same token, it's good because it kind of like, okay, I know I don't want to do that again. Because I-, I looked at it like, for me, it was, a- it was an outsourced call center. And I realized I don't want to lie to people for a living. This isn't me. I'm not, I'm answering the phone saying, hi, this is Rashid. Thank you for calling Microsoft. Can I help you? What can I help you with? I'm not Microsoft. I'm an outsourced third party with a script in front of me. It wasn't me. I just, yeah. one minute I'm Microsoft and the next call I'm at and kind of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, have you ever been angry? Like, does this person even work there? No. Yeah. People at the 800 number, they're outsourced, they're college kids. And, yeah, it's, it wasn't me. I, I learned quickly that I didn't stop it. <laughs> you know. Because you need to kind of do that stuff to learn kind of what you what you willing to do and what you're not willing to yeah, do. Yeah, for I'm sure. not a call center person. For sure, right? I, I was on a help desk, so I understand what it's like to, to yeah. call that. That man, <laughs> it comes out through the phone when you, especially when you're not having a good day. It all it always comes out. <laughs> exactly. Who? So. All right. So hopping into yeah. it, you know, what's what would you consider like career wise um, your biggest failure, and really what did you learn from it? You know, ironically, I'll be, I'm going to be transparent. My biggest failure is happening right now. You know, this is my first layoff. I'm a former lead solution engineer at Tableau. Uh, I was impacted at the beginning of February. Uh, and this is my first layoff. So it to me, it, I can tell you from one aspect, it is a failure because there's always going to be that part of you that feels like, what could I have done? Did I do something wrong? I had, just like what Jonas, he was, he was saying, you know, I, I got good performance. No one ever told me I was doing anything wrong. You, you do that. You kind of second guess yourself. And at the same token, the, you know, the thing that you, you take away from it is that, you know, and it's kind of something I'll get into in a minute is that it's, it's not you. It is that kind of, you know, sometimes these things happen that are outside of your control. And sometimes failure is just part of the process. Like if this is, if this is on me, fine. I can eat that and I can still take it and move forward. It's, it's not going to slow me down. It's like you want to sit there. I, I try to look at it from that perspective. You're going to have to take that punch to the stomach at some point. You can't really lie about it. Like, oh, I don't care about them. They ain't never been nothing. You know, it's, you can say that to yourself, but deep down, you're kind of hurt. And it, it, it's normal to be kind of hurt, but you kind of got to process it and then just get it out your system and then just keep moving forward. So that's my biggest thing. I'm, I'm living proof right now that I'm in the middle of a failure and it's not slowing me down. It's a distraction that sometimes, you know, some days and some mornings is tougher than others, but it's, it's, there's still a journey for Rashid that's not slowing down regardless of whether this happened or not. So the big takeaway for me is that I just use it all kind of like, it's just, it helps motivate you. You know, it's kind of like, this is the thing that gets you up off your ass to work twice as hard to make Mm -hmm. sure that, you know, you're not really, you know, I don't want to say that I would want to expect this kind of going forward. Like I'm going to be laid off 10 more times in my career. Yeah. <laughs> but if I was, you know, I'm going to be ready for it. I'm going to yeah. be ready for it no matter what, because I ain't going to let it slow me down. You know, at least I'm going to try not to let it slow me down as much as possible. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think you're the first person I talked to, like, that's dealt with the Tableau Salesforce layoffs and especially in real time. So, you know, appreciate that transparency and that honesty. And, you know, I'm always going to say it's their loss, right? It's 100% Tableau's loss, Salesforce loss. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's other people who's going through a game, but you know, I really appreciate that transparency. And I know you're a sharp dude. Like you're going to bounce back real quick. I am not even worried about that. Yeah. 
But at the same token, because it's not just me. This is like, you yeah. know, in the, in the tech industry, it's a quarter of a million people that just yeah. kind of got thrown on the street, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of like, as much as I know all of them are going to rebound, just like I'm going to rebound, it does hurt. You know, it, it's not something that you just kind of, it does hurt. But at the same token, like I said, everybody knows that we're going to get through this one way or another. You know, we're yeah. living it right now. We're going to get through it. So like you said, it's that kind of, it's okay to admit that, you know, yeah, you know, I'm kind of, it did hurt. You know, I'm not, I'm not indestructible, but yeah. at the same token, I'm going to be all right. Yeah. That's, that's great, man. Look, great perspective. Cause that always keeps you going as well when you have the right perspective and the power through it. All right. Uh, so question is, what is one piece of advice you'd give someone who's just starting out in their career in data? Uh, I mean, it's kind of like what I just said before. I mean, to me, maybe I just, it'd be kind of two things. Number one, and Jonas said this on the other one too, never be afraid to ask for help. That's something I regret. You, you kind of, you take too much on on your own sometimes thinking that you you got to know everything and you'll never know everything. It's okay to admit that you're not as good as something and, and someone's better and to ask them for help. But for me, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I always try to live by is that failure is part of the process and everything that you do, you're going to fail and that's okay. Matter of fact, I the big advocate of fail as much as you can take chances, take risks. Everybody that's successful in anything has failed at something multiple times before. You know, you look at CEOs of the biggest companies, that's not their first company. They don't have two of the other companies <laughs> that didn't work out that well. They don't talk about it because yeah, it's part of the process. I, I think that was a big game changer when you start to, you know, I've seen fear and self-doubt do far more damage to people's growth than any failure ever could. You know, when you start to doubt yourself, now you're the one holding you back. You see what I'm saying? The failure didn't do that. It's now on you. And I've seen that. I've seen that with younger people, older people. It'll kill you, like dead in your tracks, man. It's it, it's okay to fail. And you're going to continue to fail in life. And the more you fail, the more you can practice and get better at whatever it is so you don't fail again. Just don't fear failure. Don't feel rejection. Don't, you know, don't fear any of that stuff because it is part of the process and it will make you better like to me i start to look forward to like even when we're doing like consultant related tableau projects and things like that i know my business partners aren't gonna like everything i bring to them i know they're not gonna be happy with everything that i do that's okay that's the that, that's so you know if i'm trying to appease everybody it, then i'm kind of setting myself up for failure. Yeah. it's kind of like you got to embrace the idea that there are gonna be people that don't like you or don't like what you've done or have problems with this that and the third it's all part of the process like i said if you don't let it slow you down there's nothing that can slow you down and it's just a matter of time before you're successful there's also people that that can delay your success but no one can stop it no one can stop it unless you let them you know and that's kind of the the, the thing i would always tell young people no matter what no one can stop you from being successful it's you that could, they can always slow it down. That's all they can ever do, you know? Yeah. No, man, that was great, man. I, I The failure thing was something like, once you can embrace it, right? There's, there's a concept yeah. um, my mentor told me. It's like, you're failing forward. Like, you're not failing yeah. backwards. You're failing to gain something, get out of it. And, and even I remember, like, one of my biggest failures, like, I went for a job at a big company. And uh, I was like, man, I got it. You know, I'm good. I, I know these tools, like, the back of my hand. And I didn't get it. And I was like, oh, it was a gut punch. But it was also like, OK, I'm not as nice as I think I am. Like, let me go back to the drawing board <laughs> and, and, and you know, uh, increase the skills that, that I didn't have at the time. So, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely embracing yeah, that. I, I think over time for me, it, it, you start to realize that it's not a failure. It, it just, just you're referring to that in that moment. But over time, you're going to realize none of these things were failures. They yeah. were just part of the process of your growth. That's it's a, only a failure from a perspective. You know, that's, that's, that's why I said it's. 
it's fear that does, like I said, that's the thing that can derail you much, much more effectively than yeah. actually failing at something. Yeah. That's so true. So true. All right. Uh, so go ahead and tell me about the most influential people in your life and how they made an impact on you. Uh, I mean, it's probably corny, but it's really kind of like my family. You know, my parents, my sister, everybody. We're from New York. And, and maybe that's a blessing and a curse sometimes because it's kind of like there's a natural born hustler in you. But it doesn't have to be something that's illegal or immoral or, you know, it's just the mentality. That's all it ever really is. It's just this kind of like, you know, you're not going to give up. You're not going to quit. You're going to keep at it. And like you said, just like when you're talking about with the failure thing, you know, I don't care what it is. I might have to take a test three times before I pass it. And this person might have passed it in 10 seconds. It doesn't matter. I'm going to pass this test. Yeah. You know, I'm going to learn this skill. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. To me, that, that and my parents kind of instilled that, you know, where it's that it doesn't really matter how long it takes you. All that matters is that you achieve the goal. You know, it, it, as much as I think sometimes people think it's a race, you're kind of racing against yourself. You know, I mean, it, as long as you, you achieve the success that makes you happy, yeah, it might take you longer than someone else. But at the end of the day, it's not about them, it's about you. You know, yeah. I think my parents did a good job of kind of, and my sister has the same thing. She runs a charter school now. And it, you know, it took a while for her to get there. You know, that don't happen overnight. Uh, so it's just that kind of mentality that you don't really, things can slow you down, but they can't stop you unless you let, them. you know, my parents and my sister live that every day. And I just try to keep up with them most of the time. The <laughs> <laughs> also, also, this was great. Uh, I enjoyed this. So Rashid, where can the listeners find you at online? Uh, easiest way to find me online is the website. It's literally just my initials, just rdm-designs.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm barely on Twitter. Sorry. I never really got on Twitter. Uh, but <laughs> easiest way to find all my stuff. I'm on Tableau Public. I'm on YouTube. Like I said, easiest way, rdm-designs.com. All of the social media stuff is there. All of my portfolio is there. Easiest way to get in touch with me, you know, no matter who you are. And um, that's another big thing, you know, network. You know, I, I, let me tell you something about networking. This guy right over here, I'm not putting the wrong direction. I don't know. This guy right here is literally helping me right now. You know, if he wasn't in my network, I wouldn't have data coaching job on the side. I wouldn't have been able to talk to other folks that kind of got me. So it's a big thing. You know, your network comes in handy in times where you need it. And I'm living it right now. And if it wasn't for Seku and a bunch of other people, I'd be struggling right now. So. Nah, we got you. We got you, bro. We got you, bro. We're going to keep you up and floating, man. Keep it going. So uh, we got you. But thank you so much, man. This is one of my favorite interviews. So this is awesome. I can't wait for this to come out. And thank you, everybody who watched, who has been following. If you're brand new to this, please like, share, subscribe. And we will talk to you all next week. Uh, everybody have a great day. Thanks, y'all.